welcome to the We're Alive Fancast. And now, your host, Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Welcome to episode number 50 of the We're Alive Fancast, where we cover every new release of the We're Alive patio drama. I'm Redbeard. I'm Mick. Welcome to episode 50. Wow. Yeah, right? That snuck that's, up on us. That's awesome. It is awesome. I never I mean, uh, knew I'd make it that far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the scheme of things, it's not a huge number, but, it, you know, it's an accomplishment. Well, yeah, I think it is, especially uh, for our first podcast. I mean, shoot. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So, a big spoiler warning. Today yes. we're... Go, what? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh good. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're covering Season 4, Chapter 47, Part 1, The Lion's Den. To reason why. To reason I, why. I was First, I thought that might have been a typo. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I do too, but it was just... I'm sure it made more sense in other people's head than mine. I'm sure there's meaning to it. To some degree. Mm-hmm. The artwork on this chapter is awesome. The artwork is amazing. <laughs> I immediately, <laughs> I felt like jumping up and throwing my fist in the air when I saw it. Just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It was all I could do today to not to come over there and just like, we're going to talk about it now. <laughs> right. Look at that art. <laughs> it's, it's probably, it might be my favorite art. Uh, this one's pretty incredible. My, my favorite one that's uh, focusing on somebody. For sure. I like a lot of the ones that are more nuanced, like just looking at a location, too. But, I, um, well, I mean, after the interview with Otto, I mean, he, he's he's one of my favorite actors on the show now. Right. And just to see him like that, that's incredible. Easily. I wonder <laughs> if he knew that. He may, he may have known that what ahead of time, that he was going to be featured featured on the art. Oh, I don't know. That'd be that'd be a good question to ask him. I'll have to get his his uh his feedback on it. <laughs> Undead sweeper on the forums already changed his avatar to that to that pick. <laughs> it's all zoomed in on Vic, and it's yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. And uh, real quick, this isn't the final chapter of We're Alive, just to be clear, but it is the last chapter that's going to be released quote regularly. You know, in three parts over three Mondays. That's kind of sad. <laughs> That is hugely sad. What are we going to do with our time? I I don't know. I was making notes for, for the Superman podcast earlier when I wanted to talk to you about it. but I, th- I think it's going to be a variety show. Yeah. Enter the ear hole. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Better clean up that first. <laughs> well, are you and, ready? Ju- what, what, what? No, I've got a couple of notes real quick. If, uh, if you've just started listening lately, I just want to say uh, you're not too late. Welcome, and we're glad to have you with us. And we'd we'd look forward to hearing you, hearing from you on Facebook, Twitter, email. And if you don't know what those are, uh, Facebook.com/slash WA Fancast. On Twitter, we're at WA Fancast, and you can email us at we're at mickred.com. We'd love to hear people's reactions and stuff, you know, to the show that week or just anything. Crazy theories, all that stuff's fun. And there's also going to be a couple of interesting things we'll cover in the news section after the scene-by-scene scene coverage. And uh, I'll give you some more details on them then, but they're going to be, we're going to talk about the We're Live finale package that uh, I've read about today. 
and also the We're Live game you can play right where you live that uh, Witch Doctor created on the forums, which is really cool. Looks like a lot of fun. Sweet. One more or two more notes. We also we hope that you enjoyed the Kevin Flood Kalani interview that was released this past Monday, as well as the Otto Sturk uh, Vic interview that came out last week that Redbeard was just talking about. If not, go check those out. They're both really interesting and and uh, this. I don't know. It was really cool talking to both of those guys. And, and just to keep that same kind of momentum going, we're going to release the uh, Nate G's episode uh, on Monday. Right. What a good time to release the Saul one. He's back. He's back. He was barely gone, but some people <laughs> thought he was going to be. Oh, no, cat. <laughs> she still <laughs> thinks he's going to be. You naysayer. <laughs> <laughs> we also, uh, oh, no. We have the corrections in iTunes review section, but we didn't we didn't really get a lot of stuff back. Casey kind of did corrections at the end of that last live episode. Which oh yeah, live episodes. Um, didn't you have something you wanted to talk about? Not until the next live show. You don't want to go ahead and start talking about what will happen then. There's going to be some tickets to the live event given away at, on the next uh, live fan feedback show. But we're not going to put out a whole lot of details until the next live show. Okay, cool. Just so you guys know, show up. I must be present to win, I think. <laughs> Those deals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so no corrections and uh, no iTunes reviews. But if you would like to, uh, just head out to iTunes. Let us know what you think about the show. We'd really appreciate it. Adjusting my headset. And I'm ready for some scene-by-scene coverage. All right. In this first scene, we got Michael and Victor fighting off the zombies, kind of leaving off. Or starting up where we left off last episode. Right. I got the ideas right after the last episode. Maybe even overlapping a little bit. Yeah. And like, so this is normal. Saul's in the hole. And Michael's, uh, Michael says, did you hear that? And there's a lot of chaos in it. And I couldn't hear it in my car. Couldn't hear it on my phone. But in my headphones, it sounded like Saul was yelling for Vic. Like real early on? Yeah. Hmm. It was real faint, and it was right before the the uh, loud trampling noise of zombies running towards them came in. Okay. So they're they're in the vehicle driving away, and there's, like, bodies littering the ground. You can hear the nice crunching noises as they drive away. <laughs> and they start circling back because Michael Michael confirms that he heard something. Well, not only driving ar- driving over dead bodies, he was purposely driving through them. Oh, yeah, and Vic was standing up on the back of it in the <laughs> turret still. I was like, that's going to suck, because you're <laughs> hitting a body is not easy. It's not like hitting a puddle. It's it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess up some stuff. It is, and this isn't any kind of crazy spoiler, but in one of the Walking Dead novels, uh, you know how Atlanta is overrun, right? Yeah. There's a group of survivors in Atlanta, and they uh, they try to go through one of those I mean, it's, we're talking about city block wide hordes here. And oh he was trying gosh. to go through, you know, di- different pieces of them. And quickly his vehicle was totaled. So that reminded me of, uh, this reminded me of that story. What is it? Uh, city of the dead. They did a really good job of kind of, kind of describing what would happen. And it was like ripping up the front of the vehicle and it broke the radiator at one time. And they were driving through like San Antonio, driving through zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, it'd be pretty bad. Have you ever seen a deer, what a deer does to a vehicle? A human oh. wouldn't be that too far off, and you start doing a few more of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure on a smaller vehicle, you might even break axles. Oh, I bet. 
Let's see. Uh, so, okay. So they circle back and they're firing on on uh, the zombies that are still there. And uh, Michael's trying to get as close to the building as possible, but the air is still thick with the with the gas. Yeah. What a. I mean, he is just going by force of will here. <laughs> so lots of exposure. Mm-hmm. Saul's comes stumbling out of the building, but his eyes are still normal. And they get him into the truck, and uh, <laughs> Michael still managed to handcuff him before they took off. <laughs> oh man, I didn't, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Like, oh man, but you know, Saul, Saul was a good sport about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he says that he scratched me, and at this point, I'm thinking just a small scratch. I'm not thinking he gouged a symbol into my face, right? <laughs> and Saul says, "Is that who I think it was?" And Michael confirms, yeah, Randy. Right. And it was so cool that uh, obviously we were getting more confirmation that Saul knew Randy when he goes, he would be a smart one, huh? Right. And Michael apologizes and says he screwed up. But Saul says, no, you didn't. I guess uh, in this case, there's nothing really they could have done. It was just that they were so eager to go back out and track the uh, track down ink. Right. It was about as far as Michael's guilt or fault would be in this yeah and i'm i'm with them and i we talked about that in the live show and i'm I'm still thinking that at this point you're offensive there's going to be there probably going to be some casualties and it's just got to be an acceptable an acceptable loss at this point yeah and so michael's almost sounded defeated for a second when saul wants to go back you know he's like what <laughs> why why did why do you want to go back and right. uh, he says, you, and Vic asked him, D- you saw something? And he says, no, but I heard it. This is new, something else down there. And then it fades on to the next scene. But I was like, whoa, holy crap, what are we getting into? Yes, we're getting <laughs> into the, my guess is the little one behemoth hybrid, but it could be even more than that. Yeah, I started thinking something crazy. It sounds it, it sounds uh, very sinister, whatever it is. I'm very curious. I, I have an idea that... I didn't come up with until doing the forum feedback, so I'm, I'll save it for then. Okay. Uh, also, we get confirmation here that Cody will be entering the tunnels. Because we were kind of not sure. I mean, I thought they'd be doing that, but I wasn't 100% sure. And a lot of people didn't think that Cody could make it down on some of those tunnels. I didn't think he could either, but evidently that it, they can. Pretty or they seem to think so at the moment. Beast little thing. And if it's anything, I mean, if it was used in, you know, Iraq or Afghanistan, then I'm, yeah, it could probably make it over some, into some tunnels. Well, I mean, we've seen the Mars rover mess up with less. Oh, no, no. Those, uh, those, <laughs> little, t- those little tiny wheels on the, on the older ones, on the on Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that, that thing got stuck in some really ma- nas- nasty stuff. But curiosity, man, that's it's going to take yeah. a lot to get that thing stuck. That's that's an SUV on the on Mars. I'm very curious how long that that one's gonna last. Me too, because it's got a nuclear reactor on it, I believe. Is that the one? Yeah, Curiosity. Oh, that's awesome. Opportunity's been out there for forever now, like maybe ten years ish, and it's still it, going. And that runs on solar. Well, and that one was um, not supposed to even last that long, was it? Was it? A, it was a ninety day mission. <laughs> That's a that's 90 incredible. day mission. It, it is. And each time I saw Steve Squire speak, who is like the head of it all, all the um, spirit and opportunity. And he talked about how it constantly is getting to where the 
the dust, the Martian dust is just covering the panels and they're getting so little sun uh, sunlight through into the panels. And then out of nowhere, uh, one of those little tornado dust devils or wind will come by and just clean them all off and they'll get back up to like 80, 90 percent. So Wally comes out and cleans it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to digress too much. I, I love that stuff. Oh, no, it's incredible. Uh, uh, I can't wait until the cosmonaut goes up there. Who? The the 70-year-old female cosmonaut that's going to do a one-way mission to Mars. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we would ju- we just won't know about it unless one of the rovers stumbles upon it. Right. <laughs> Freaking Apollo 18 style. <laughs> yeah. Russia's good about not telling us what they do. Right. Good thing we can still fact. track them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, all of our resources are spent spending time on uh, spying on our own people. So. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the amateurs. Oh, okay. That can track them. <laughs> yeah. Just like the amateur radio people that heard the explosion of the female cosmonaut that was burning up in the uh in space right yeah that's what i was talking about oh okay <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> <laughs> enough geek talk <laughs> more give me more give me more <laughs> see uh so we get into the next scene with tanya and peg uh, talking about pegs being exposed to the gas but doesn't seem to be affected but who knows how much you need to cause a, a change yeah she's pretty tough so i don't know so i, I you know, we've this has gone back and forth. I think it was originally, you know, everybody was had the consensus that the gas turned people into zombies. But then we started thinking, well, is that the case? Or I don't know. It's a, there was some question in there as to what role gas was actually playing. Mm-hmm. For me, at least. I don't know. It may not have been everybody. But it's kind of brought up and confirmed back again that gas can turn you. And uh, so at this point, I'm thinking, well, what about the amount of exposure that Michael and Victor just went through? Yeah, that's curious. I wonder, oh man, maybe like if it kills you, you reanimate. I don't know. I yeah. want I want to know how how bad it's got to be in that gas. That's really interesting. I'm hoping that in this deep thinking that they're doing, they're going to figure out something new because they started talking about the the particles or I don't know, whatever elements in the vapor is too small to detect. And, you know, it's about this point that CJ starts asking about the blood levels and asking about Tanya's blood levels, confirming that she knew that she was checking her own blood levels, that that was a concern. Right. Tanya's like, how did you know that? CJ's Batman deductive reasoning is like, well, it seems obvious. Because <laughs> I have cameras everywhere, including the bathrooms. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have cameras in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I know if you're regular or not. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need to have more fiber, Tanya. <laughs> so it's about this time that Michael calls in saying that the sweat worked. <laughs> Party hum- <laughs> body humor. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, tells him about Saul being bit. So for the moment, Saul still seems to be immune. I guess the bite on his neck is not that bad and is bruised up and has a scratch in his face. But, uh, you know, around this time, Tanya starts asking questions about the the uh, the scratch on his face and get wanting details, but you can hear Saul in the background say, uh, I don't want to talk to her right now. So the, the drama is still going, but they don't focus on it a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanya asked if the scratch was a symbol, 
and starts referring, you know, they start kind of describing it and <laughs> there, there seems to be some communication issues back and forth. The, the, the thought, or I don't know there, it's hard to communicate what the symbol might be or what Michael's supposed to be looking for. Right. So they reference picture six, seven, uh, six, zero, seven, three. Yeah. I took that down too. I didn't hope it means something. I don't know. I couldn't find anything right off my head. Um, and they said that it's horizontal lines on top and vertical lines on the bottom. And I was wondering if this was the rainbow one at first, but it, I didn't. It didn't sound exactly like that. It's, but I think it sounds like they're talking about. It sounds like they mentioned the three marks on top. Underneath, there were five lines spread out like a fan coming to a point. I thought that may have been what they were talking about, but they never talked about the fan or anything like that. So I wasn't one hundred percent sure, and I didn't know if they ever referenced what symbol was exactly on 6073 before. Mm-hmm. So I meant to do a, a forum search to see if they reference it somewhere, but I, I just forgot space. Yeah. It's probably the, like the it's the Easter egg. It's just like the picture of Mr. Whiskers at Casey's house. His favorite <laughs> picture of Mr. Whiskers. 6073. And wearing a fancy address. hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and uh, it's at this point that they say that Randy possibly has this tattoo on his face, which is new. I don't know. I don't remember hearing that before. Do you? If the, if it, if we did hear it, it was probably just, you know, said as what seemed like a throwaway line because I don't recall that at all. I don't either, or I just don't remember. But most of me wants to say that I bet it has been mentioned. I just didn't catch it. Yeah, that's probably the case with me, too. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I had to have missed it. There's it, so many details in this show. I mean, it's easy to do. Because, you know, I, I don't know if... Well, I guess some of the behemoths or whatever and the little ones have been tattooed. But we, didn't, we, we would think that if Randy was tattooed or anybody else was tattooed, we'd hear it. Especially since ink is so tatted up. Yeah. And it may have been mentioned, but not real detailed. Right. But still, but, it's interesting. And if yeah, so if anybody remembers, can let us know general chapter parts numbers of when they mentioned Randy having a tattoo. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, Michael resists talking about Randy like in specific details. So they still got some issues there. You know, that guilt setting in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, or well, not just not setting in. It's been set in. <laughs> it's resurfacing. <laughs> so Antonia says this is a sign of protection. And that all tattoos that Ink had were uh, signs of protection. And that his psychoval showed that he was terrified of dying. And that probably had more to do with the sentencing than with his, uh, about the zombies. Probably not much of a correlation there. Mm-hmm. That it was just kind of happened circumstance. And this is where we get our first flashback. And it's, uh, they flashback at the courthouse in the film uh, showing the... Uh, the jail scene or the outside the jail or outside the courthouse. I mean, right. And they get flashbacks to the testing areas inside the jail and Tanya being dragged off all these different things. There's just tons of flashbacks, which is, which was an incredible way to reference older material. Oh yeah. I loved it. Oh, I did too. Uh, CJ's at this point is wanting to put that symbol on everything. And, you know, we discussed this at one point and you know, it, it, it seems like, the symbols can mean protection, mm-hmm. but it also could mean like safe haven or something along those lines. 
So it could be something that could go very wrong for them if they were to do it. Like, come on in. It's just, this is a safe place for you. <laughs> this is protected. <laughs> huh, I hadn't thought about it that way. I was kind of thinking, why don't you just mark everything up anyways and see, and then if it works <laughs> on some, great. If not, then at least you tried. Set up the streets like a rat maze and with different symbols. <laughs> put it on your vehicles, put it on you. And then... Take some other sad individual since you got rid of Tardus already. Can't do it with him. Drag him behind the truck and lure him into yes. the little maze. <laughs> yes. So it's about this time that Saul says there there's something new, and that it sounded like a little one, but had a was lower like a bass register and uh, sounded raspier. Um, and they, my notes seem kind of jumbled, but they're um, they start talking about the behavior and the actions of ink and they flash back to the helicopter and they start talking about uh, the way ink acts towards the survivors and their stronghold improvements. And that every time they increase their uh, defenses and, uh, well, and offenses that ink is doing the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, during these next sequences of uh, flashbacks, it's uh you hear ink talk a couple different times. I, I, I believe it's Ink. It's either Ink or Randy. Yeah, saying, I one uh, time. Yeah, it's definitely Ink when he says it's Paul. But there's another time where it sounded like, leave her. Yeah, leave her. And I, what I thought that was, was that pretty about? incredible. Why? Why leave her? I don't know. And that, that kind of spawned some uh, interesting theories. You know, they label them as tin hat theories on the forums. But the, we, we can talk about here in a little bit. So, you know, Tanya says, we keep raising the stakes, and so does he. And the one place you, uh, they haven't been able to reach him is underground, so it's been his greatest stronghold so far. Tanya says, you want to know why this is the only place they're different? Why nowhere else is as bad as here? It's because of us. We're responsible for how bad these things have gotten. Now, what did you think about her putting all the blame on the people? Uh, I don't know if it's blame, necessarily. I don't. I wouldn't look at it as like she's like saying it's all your fault and you screwed everything up. It's just this is how it is. He's been reacting to us. That's that's the way I kind of took it the first time around, and then I read something that kind of said something different, and I never saw it from that perspective. So it's just interesting because as soon as I read some of the other feedback, mm-hmm. I started thinking about you know the earthquakes and the gases underneath and. It it almost having an environmental under uh, undertone, right? You know the ego talk, but I don't think I don't know if that's intentional or not. It, it's not. It wouldn't be really fair, anyways. I mean, it starts out with the armory, yeah, and I'm pretty sure the guy in the car didn't attack. You know, at the very beginning, while Michael's on the highway, the guy in the car didn't do anything except honk at the zombie, and then he ate him. So I'm not sure that he deserved that. <laughs> it's because no. we honked at them. Uh, yeah, no. And, I mean, they got attacked at the armory because of the loud noise. That, they're, they're doing they're doing things that are normal for survival. <laughs> right. And the uh, only reason they got offensive was because they didn't have any other choice. They kept getting taken over. But maybe there will be some other twist that will make it... Equal rights for zombies. Right. <laughs> um. So, back to drawing on faces... Drawing that symbol on our face, you know, Mike Tyson time, right? <laughs> and, oh, crap. 
uh, Mike Tyson, if you're listening, uh, I love that tattoo. <laughs> and also, oh, I was a huge fan of yours growing up, and I'm shocked when Buster Douglas knocked you out. But And I would listen to you sing in the air tonight anytime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure would. Okay, um... Here's a here's another tin foil hat theory I thought about while listening to this. You know, when she says you, you want to know why uh, this place is the, this is the only place that's different, and it's because of us. I thought, what if you know this thing's called We're Alive? What if they strike a deal, and since all he wants to do is live, and we've been the only thing that's been standing in his way, we keep raising the stakes, and so does he, or whatever. Well, what if they just like make a deal? Like, oh, then all of a sudden we're alive. We are being the humans and the zombies. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because Janet had something along the same lines. He said, she said, uh, is Ink trying to use them as translators and bridge the communication gap? Gap talking about Datu, Tanya, Saul, you know, all those people that have been kind of affected so far. Mm-hmm. So possible negotiators. And so I thought that was interesting enough to bring up, and it, it was even better now that you brought it up too. I think it's I think it's good. I mean, I don't I don't know why else you wouldn't just eat them. I mean, why wouldn't they just eat Datu if they're right. hungry? I mean, their food source can't be huge, so but they're not like going out in droves trying to attack the humans to eat them. Right. So there's obviously like another element to this that we're not seeing so far. And here's. Okay, um, but let me let me let me put a disclaimer on this. I like the new rule that this is why LA is like this, and I'm willing to accept it. Um, but my main problem with it is that this isn't the only place that there's holdouts, right? Right. And what is it? A perfect storm of ink being tattooed that and his intelligence and his and his intelligence. But there's got to be smart zombies other other places as well. Oh, I'm sure so there are. So maybe just somehow this symbol that he knows that the zombies can understand. That's the only thing that makes LA like this is smart zombie plus symbol that means protection plus zombies that can read that symbol equals LA versus everywhere else being just bland vanilla zombies. And, well, I mean, there may, may be other places where they're very strategic and communicate with one another, but... I don't know if there's going to be behemoths and number ones and that kind of thing. Exactly, but why wouldn't there be? I mean, if it if it happens in LA, you would think it would happen somewhere else. But anyways, like I'm saying, I like the new rule. It's really neat. It kind of answers what we've been asking all along. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It's... Even more, just get out of LA. <laughs> but then he would just keep making an army, and maybe it's yeah. good. For, maybe it's good with there. Yeah, and Casey addressed that directly in the forum, so. We'll get to that, too. Cool. So, I got some questions at the end of this episode. Me, too. Go ahead. So, you know, I mean, we briefly talked about it already, but what did you think about the flashbacks? I thought they were excellent. I did, too. They were incredible. I, th- they- I thought it added so much more than a little bit of excavi- <laughs> a little bit of exposition could have done. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought they were... Uh, I loved it was, the, it. It was, it was exciting. There, I was like, was that Robbins to just... That's weird. Was that that was him? Yeah, the first. And I was like, word. I'm not sure. And then I'm like, well, if it was, I bet they do it again. And then yeah, we, could, you know, we hear more stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're. I thought it was really neat. 
Yeah, the first one kind of threw me off for a second. I was like, oh, holy crap, he's doing flashbacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you think Randy's intent was pulling Saul in there and biting him like that? <sighs> do you think this is still kind of a revenge thing, or do you think he's got a specific mission with Ink? Oh, man, I don't know. I really don't. I, I, I have no clue what, what it could be. I, mean, I, I guess it, the best place I could go would be with the thing you said earlier with like having translators or something. Yeah. But that, surely he would know, they would probably know, if, if they're that almost omniscient where they know a helicopter is going to be somewhere, like the guys that come from Irwin, mm-hmm. and the, but the little ones are already there, if they're that observant and know the things that we're supposed to now believe that they've known, then they would have. I bet they would have known that Tanya and Saul were immune. So maybe they're trying to teach us they're immune, so they can make a cure and turn them back. I don't know. Yeah, I'm totally grasping it. Just the other side too us. is that it could have just been Randy getting, you know, getting to a safe place and use Saul as a uh, a shield, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of. I had some of the same thoughts, though. Yeah, that's that's common sense. So, what do you think will happen to Saul? I think he's immune. I don't. I don't think he's going to die. At at worst, which would be best, he might be able to start reading the things, but I don't think he'll turn. I, I think this is the route to to finally fully confirm that he is immune. He and Tom. Right. It's like, do we need to show you any other way that these guys <laughs> will not turn? Right. And I'm wondering if there's... I wish we would have known if his blood levels went to normal before he went and you know, got bit again. Right. But, oh well. I think we're left to assume they did, but people always like to say, talk about assuming. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about the answer as to how Ink fits into the zombie origin? that he really doesn't play a role, that it was fear and kind of a psychologically damaged mind. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to be, I mean, I'm not going to be rude, of course, but I, I found it a little bit convenient, uh, but I still think it's really interesting. I just don't, and I, I could, I could see a crazy guy somewhere in the world ever one time. What's this crazy world as we live in tattooing science, you know, Symbols of protection all over the body. I could see that happening. I mean, uh, I guess. Well, if you've ever seen prison photos, I guess it's not too far from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, but I like. I mean, most of all, it's definitely if it's if it's just a little convenient seeming, it's definitely worth that to have all the lead up and build up to up the story to get to this point especially like just the little details here and there and putting together the pieces of this puzzle and even if this isn't it maybe this whole thing falls apart next episode which would be, you know be equal parts cool and frustrating uh i just i don't know it's a lot of fun for sure oh yeah well those are the questions what about you no what about you what do you think what do i think yeah um i don't know i mean i think it's very likely that Crazy people are going to do that. It is... I mean... <laughs> he's the reason why this level of activity has happened. Because he's intelligent. 
and happened to be there on the day of the breakout. I don't know. I mean, it, I like it. I, I don't yeah. think I'm gonna, I'm not wrapped around the axle on it. I don't think it's going to bother me. Does yeah. And what what I said that was just my first reaction was it seemed a little convenient, but I actually I mean I'm enthusiastic about it. I I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure I make that clear. I think it's I think I do like it, and I think it's a. Uh, I don't know how else to put it, but it's but cool. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's it's different for me too. Like it, I mean, that's one of the contrasts between you and I. Is like I, Casey could tell me the ending to "We're Live Today," and it wouldn't affect my enjoyment of listening to the rest of it because I like how the story plays out more so than just an ending. Right, and that's yeah. You've. You don't quite get the whole reason why I don't like spoilers. I like the fun part to me is the mystery. That's what I like is trying to guess and put it together. No, yeah, and I, to- I, I totally and get if that. Then if I know, it's not fun anymore. I totally get that. I, I do, but I don't know. I can kind of shut that off too and still enjoy it. I oh, guess yeah, it's, I, I guess still... it's a little bit of both. I, the puzzle piece is kind of nice. That's yeah. That's why I. I mean, that's the main reason why I listen. That's true. Okay. I, I got you. So, well, today, since there were so many kind of answers riddled throughout the entire episode, I put it out there on the forums to see if anybody would be willing to put a list together of those answers that we received and send them to us. And Todd, uh, or Todd is dead, or what? what's his name on Twitter? Is it is it Todd? Yeah, it's, it's uh, I think it's at Todd is dead. Okay. Todd, Todd Halfacre, maybe? I'm not sure. That's Yeah, I think that's what it was. He went out there and rounded them all up for us and sent them to us. So a huge thank you to him. Yes, thank you, man. So he he uh, compiled the list and put a little bit of his own speculation in there. Uh, so we'll just go through this and kind of, if anything really stands out, we'll talk about it. If not, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so go ahead and take the first one. And I'll, we'll just alternate through them. <laughs> okay, uh, Tanya's. Okay, questions answered by Todd. Tanya's levels back to normal, staying normal, and his uh, speculation, even with working in Hayesfield Mortuary. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Saul shows no signs of changing after being bitten. Even quickly after his attack, Datu's levels had changed. Saul also was bitten while exposed to the haze, possibly doubling his exposure. Oh, good point. And yeah, we do. You probably covered it. They did test his blood, and his blood levels seemed fine. Right, right. I forgot to really note that in our show notes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Let's see. Uh, decomposing bodies give off gas. He speculates, same as the haze at ground zero. Not agree with that. He continues... Uh, with the questions answered, the gas can turn you the same as the haze can. Which, at this point, I'd have to call a speculation. Because we haven't been confirmed with that yet. Yeah, And if we ba- have, it's been we're based past and I forget. <laughs> we're basing that on the effect of people that are not immune to it and their reactions to each. Right, but that's still, at this point, I, call, I would call that speculation. With a pretty good chance yeah, we're of facing it. Of course, right, yeah. Right, I yeah. agree it will, but I don't know that for sure. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, uh, Randy marked Saul the same as he marked Datu, the same as Ink marked him. With Ink being speculation. Right. And also the... Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I said it. 
the the mark same mark that's on Randy. Right. Okay. Uh, and I'm beginning to wonder. Okay, here's what I thought when I first heard that, and I didn't mention this earlier. Uh, was whenever Randy did that to Saul, so it means don't attack him, I guess. So then I began to think, well, if Randy thought Saul was going to turn when he bit him, and then he scratched him, then I guess all the zombies have this similar protection thing, or else the zombies would eat each other. But I don't think that's the case, because I think they would mention that. Huh. I don't know. I'm sure there's more that's going to come together on that one. Yeah. <laughs> nice very nice Todd Saul's a baby when it comes to injuries seriously man up bro <laughs> yeah I love that one mm-hmm. the rainbow fan symbol is a mark of protection uh, Ink's tattoos were a reaction to his abject fear of dying his way of protecting himself Let's see the jail cell with the rainbow fan symbol was the only one not broken into adding to the theory that it's the protection sim- uh, protection slash stop symbol. Right, and I like this. And, yeah, I would be for marking marking yourself with with this symbol. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that would be something wise. And it wouldn't work on the smart ones, just like the sweat wouldn't work on them. But it'd be worth a try. <laughs> yeah, it would be, uh, you know, to set up that whole rat maze would be awesome. Yeah, and, if even just to test it. Yeah, just use some of the the sweat from, you know, people that are still at Dunbar, and use some of uh, Skittles sweat. Right, and obviously do this somewhere far away. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continuing with the questions answered in this uh, in this chapter part. Ink Randy choosing smart ones on purpose, singling out specific people. Datu's attack was the second time he was uh, specifically taken. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they took Tanya, too. So Tanya, Datu, I guess Saul. Skit- mm-hmm. I don't know. Skittles. Kalani, Samantha. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's more to some of these people. Gotta I don't know. Be. It's gotta be. Mm-hmm. See, um, how they grabbed the smart people intended for smart ones changed due to Datu's escape. This is speculation, not just on our part, but on Tanya's as well. Let's see how they grab. Right, that was interesting. I, I thought that was a stretch whenever she said it, but I'm going to consider it a rule until they break it. I think, I mean, in my own mind, of course. I'm yeah. not going to make it a rule for you, too. This is yeah. a rule for you. You will live under this rule. <laughs> <laughs> you and your beard. The beard you wrote in one on. Ro- one rule, your rule. <laughs> okay, the next one. Uh, the reason they went underground was to avoid, to avoid attacks. Very interesting and also very recent. So in that four, four-ish months of silence, <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus whatever time we've heard in this season has been as, uh, as long as it's taken them to build this tunnel network. Tunnel network. Which is incredible. Yes. And, you know, I, I still have to go back and it's awesome how... They're hiding the dirt. It's <laughs> <laughs> filling up buildings so they can't see it from above, which is goes back to the helicopter thing. It's pretty smart. It is really smart. Uh, Ink is simply reacting to what large groups do. If spun correctly, like Tanya Casey has done with her theory, um, all, all Ink's actions are a direct consequence of what the humans have done. It's growing on me. 
I, like yeah. I said, I like it, but it's just new. I mean, very new, and it's a change to all the things we thought. But it's going to be interesting, these next two parts in the big, long chapter finale. <laughs> <laughs> next one, next question answered. Uh, little ones are a soldier class of zombie. The behemoths were an experiment to try to knock down our defenses, which I love. I mean, wow. Ink is basic, basically playing a real-time strategy game. He's playing Empire Earth or the old-school Warcraft games. <laughs> you know, that that's pretty incredible. That would be an I, awesome game. Could, We're alive, real-time strategy, humans versus zombies. Could you imagine a war room set up for Ink? Oh, that'd be cool. A little mock-up, you know, with the map. and <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so the next little piece that Todd sent over to us is that things that are confirmed by Casey in the thread. And uh, I added the last little bit that we'll talk about here in a second. Okay. It was just last minute pulling information out. But um, see, so yeah, Pegs knew a little bit about Randy. Not a big deal, but shows the level of trust Michael has given her. Oh, I guess is that like a behind the scenes type thing? Like yeah, I Casey guess kind of about he like there's things he knows that he can't necessarily fit into the show. I guess so, and there's like because you know Pegs is talking about stuff, you know, knowledge that she has, and it would mean that Michael had to talk to her about it in, in detail, which you know it doesn't. I haven't really got the the uh, consensus that that he's really sat down and talked about this much with uh, CJ. I didn't even thought about it until reading this. Right. Me neither. Uh, next, Bill Roberts may have been legit crazy prior to Outbreak. We don't know much of his backstory. And Todd speculates, I personally believe we won't learn much more either. Probably not. It, it, the lines have been drawn to kind of illustrate his character. Yeah. I mean, it could almost end at this point. <laughs> almost. You know? And you could just be left to believe left to wonder what happens. So I mean, it's it's getting pretty wrapped up with this amazing chapter or piece of chapter. Yes. I'm really curious to see what the next couple episodes bring. Mm-hmm. Casey, okay, cuz I'm I'm one of the ones that thought this was the case too. But Casey got on the forum and said, "I'm not sure where the idea of that he that ink stuck his arm out came from. It was more likely they broke out the windows on both sides and grabbed what they could an arm." And there's more in between all this, but I'm kind of piecing it together. I think the confusion is with he he stopped fighting back. Really, it's talking about he was starting to change at that point. And again, a break in, in more comments. And Casey again puts in, currently there's no evidence that he had any knowledge beforehand. Okay. Yeah, that was that was my theory because the way I heard it, I kind of interpreted it that he put his arm out the window and the survivors couldn't quite tell that. But I thought maybe that's what happened. Uh, same here. I, I, was, I had the same thought. So that's, I mean, I'm glad to get some news that that's not it. Because that really makes this a lot more clear as far as what happened today even. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Lots Heck of answers yeah. in there. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, thanks a, a ton, man. Let's go to the social media feedback and then we'll come back to the forum feedback. Yeah, I was scrolling through my, my mutes. Okay. Okay. Just finished up my water. I'm going to have to go get some more. Okay, uh, Adam says, I don't think anyone theorized that Saul would make it out of those tunnels on his own. We seriously need to be more optimistic, people. 
<laughs> uh, I guess I didn't think he was going to make it out of there on his own, but there's no part of me that thought he was going to die. Adam, I was thinking about you at lunch today <laughs> while eating Canadian bacon on a pizza. Uh, <laughs> nice. Cat Lero replied to him, I still think he's going to die. <sighs> I replied to somebody else on the same, along the same lines that uh, if he if he dies, I don't think it's gonna be from him turning. No, but I, I don't I don't think he will. I think he's gonna be one of the characters in the end that are around. Awesome. And if he dies, it better be in a blaze of glory. <laughs> oh, it would have to be for them to get him. Let's see, uh, Adam says, uh, and some of us thought they couldn't even send Cody down the tunnel. Man, the live stream crew was off the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's back to Saul. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no. Uh, what if, what if like he's had eight close encounters with death, and he's going to kill him on the ninth one because he likes that Mister Whiskers so much? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's interesting. If that does happen, that'll have me cracking up and A little sad at the same time. Messed up Easter egg. Yeah. Doofus Monkey says Tanya is clearly a liberal. <laughs> Hey, what's wrong with that, man? It's our own fault we're forcing the bad guy to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. I, you know, I think a lot of people don't know what a liberal is. Or a libertarian. That's how you're they supposed to use soap, right? You use, so, use soap liberally? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that would translate if you use both of them the same way. <laughs> Generously? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's an episode for her topic for another episode. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I respectfully uh, decline. Oh, it's a real simple explanation. And you made me want to answer it right now. A libertarian is someone who believes that other people's rights should not be infringed upon. Period. The end. And liberal is not libertarian. But they a lot of times confuse the two. Who confused the two? A lot of people. Nobody no. did here. Okay, I was like, well, where are you stretching this off to? Nobody said libertarian. Sorry, my mind went there first. Okay, yeah, liberal is <laughs> very, fault. very far different. Sigh, <laughs> my new Twitch friend, said, uh, I loved it. So much info and connections made. And Saul, <laughs> just OMG, I about stood up and cheered. <laughs> yes. I was so glad to hear that he came out of there on his own. I was expecting more of a fight, though, were you? I wasn't expecting him to be in the doorway. That's what, no. that's what it sounded like. Yeah. I was expecting I him still to be getting dragged back to the lion's den. I, yeah, I did, too. I, I expected them to have to go in and after him, or he wander out on his own later on because he found a way to get away from him or something. I don't know, but not that. Yeah, I wasn't seeing that at all, but, and I'm glad that happened because... It saved a lot of story time for other things. Because <laughs> that was going to be like, you know, a whole the rest of this chapter's mission, I thought. Oh, man. See, so, uh, the pizza guy says, today's episode was great. I really liked the uh, how the clips played as they brought up stuff from the past. Questions for you guys. Do you think Scratch the Scratch story will be wrapped in this chapter or will it be held until the last chapter? Oh, it's definitely going to be the last chapter. Mm. I thought previously to this that Scratch might be dealt with this chapter, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think it's going to be the last chapter. I think it will probably be directly correlated. 
But more on that later. Correlated with what? With ink. This chapter? Or no, ne- last next, chapter. Last chapter. I thought you just said that you thought that the scratch would be resolved in the last chapter. I did. Oh, so ink and scratch in the last chapter. Yeah. Okay, cool. Got it. Tracking. <laughs> Getting late. You know me. Focus, Mick. Focus. Uh, okay, Clem. Let me see if he got back to me on how to say his last name. Because we have a Clem on the forums, which is not him. And a Clem on Facebook, which is him. <laughs> nope. I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> All right. Clem Sherman uh, says, hi. This is just a thought I wanted to play with. Uh, what could possibly go wrong with any conclusions Tanya has drawn from files, tests, and personal reports? Basically, she does exactly what We're Live fans do all day long on the We're Live forums. And considering how much we fans fail with our thoughts, conclusions, theories, tinfoil hats, I really wonder what crazy stuff would happen if Tanya was wrong. Why was... Why was... I think he's questioning himself there. <laughs> he said if Tanya was wrong, why was... Because Casey already mentioned on the forums that Tanya's most recent part in We're Live 47-1 was all about the whys whys of or in the story. Wouldn't it be kind of suitable or fitting black humor if all the We're Live heroes would heavily base their actions on what Tanya says? And then, boom! uh, Things go horribly southwards big time. Wouldn't this be kind of a little homage to the We're Live fandom? And since I'm in kind of a madness mood right now, Lion's Den, does this imply the return of Mr. Whiskers, (laughs) (laughs) the zombie cat of L.A., which would be the thing Saul was talking about? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's other feedback later that I might have to bring this back up, what his new creation might be. (laughs) This is incredible. Yes, Mr. Whiskers. That should be the question of the week. (laughs) Crap. We skipped... Oh, man, we we jumped around. We missed the news section. We'll cover the news after this uh, feedback before we, <laughs> yeah. get, before we get to the forum feedback. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm stuck on that. You know, cats are great at mimicking other noises. Like, you, you, there's, a, you know, the videos on YouTube with the cat barking <laughs> or saying weird words and mimicking sounds. That's pretty funny. Tying that into this and having the, the behemoth... Noises or the the zombie calls come out of a Mr. Whiskers. You could have Mr. Whiskers on like one side of a door, and then Dog the Goat doing his human scream on the other side of the door. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it'd be really confusing. <laughs> okay, so Christy at Aiden's Mom zero three says, "Oh no, I hope Saul will be okay. My son and I were cheering when he made it out okay. He's been through so much." Hashtag Team Saul. Woo. <laughs> no to Aiden. If you're listening, I was cheering too. Uh, P.S. You made a great zombie. I saw that picture on Twitter. It was great. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> it's 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 awesome. I'm gonna go look it up now. I'm gonna go get some water now. Be right back. Sorry, got to stay hydrated. <laughs> yes, dude, this is a cool kid. Mm-hmm. Aiden, you're awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sure you listen, but if you do, if you do, you're awesome. Mom's pretty cool, too. Not lying. I love the picture of him with the little crossbow handgun thing. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the uh, goatee going. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> oh, that's too cool. Okay. Uh, see, Doofus Monkey says, 
It was a pretty great day. I don't know what else to say, but Saul is good as dead. Yeah, that's the one that I replied to. Oh, you pessimist. I was like, if he dies, it's not because he turns. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, Jared at JKMC71 says, honestly, I'm a little overwhelmed. So much to take in. Need to listen to it a few more times to digest it all. I think we'd all be better off talking about it if we'd done that. <laughs> Man, I listened to it, and every time I heard something new, and I know I could probably go back and listen again. Mm-hmm. But, whew. All right. All right. Back to the news. The news. A little out of order. Also, oh, favorite lines. Wow, yeah. Okay, one second. It threw me off of that uh, awesome Todd stuff there early. Uh, right? I, I threw yeah. myself off. Let's see. Favorite lines of the show. Uh, Clem says, it's because of us. We are responsible for how bad things have gotten. And Adams was, we are responsible for how bad things have gotten. So that, that whole bit was great. Love the flashbacks. Me too. And my favorite line, since you guys took that one, which was going to be mine, it always happens. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, come on. Whoa, there's there can't be 64 different quotations used in this set of notes. <laughs> Did you divide it in half? Hmm? Did you divide it in half? Divide it in half. Are you? How are you searching for quotations? Uh, control F, quote, and then putting a quotation in there. So yeah, it'd bring up double because there's quotes on each side. So you divide it by two. Yeah, but okay. So, so that would mean there'd 32, be thirty-two. There's thirty-two quoted things, but yeah, I'm saying there's I can't believe there's sixty-four different quotations in here. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Man, that's a that's a lot of notes to have thirty two different things quoted for one episode. So again, okay. thank you, Todd. Saul, don't second guess yourself. That's what I'm going to go for. No, 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 no. Here's the one. Here's the one I wanted. Tanya saying, "Even the dead ones can turn you." That was pretty cool. That's something new. Uh, I mean, we have different zombie rules and different things, and I'm not going to mention yeah. the other ones to ruin anybody, but. Yeah, even the dead ones could turn you. Now that was the direct reference to the gas, wasn't it? Yes, the okay. gas that they that they make, right? So cool. That is. You cool. know, I I kind of went back and forth, but I can't get away from the flashbacks. I, I know it's not really a favorite line, but the flashbacks were so awesome. Flashbacks you, were really cool. And that's so that's what I'm going with. And I'm giving this one a four point nine. It was really awesome, and it was. 4.9. Yeah, it was really, really good. One of my favorites of the whole series. Uh, what kept it from being a 5? What kept it from being a 5? Yeah. Uh, th- what kept it from being a 5 was... There wasn't... You know, like we've talked about before, the 5 was the prison thing, which had tons of action, tons of oh. emotional uh, pulling left and right, and... It had a had a big effect on you when you listened to it, and this one wasn't didn't wasn't quite that powerful, and that's what I'm looking for. The, just the roundup for a complete five is just something just really powerful like that. So, and I anticipate the finale to be that because I fully think that he's going to stick the landing, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Here's the finale. The end. The end. <laughs> the, end the end. The end. The end. The end. The end. It'll be. It'll end with a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Pegs and a uh, scratch play Russian roulette. Whoa! But we don't know what happens. 
So are you ready nobody to should, Nobody should play Russian Roulette. It's a. It's not a game people should play. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so you ready for the foreign feedback? Ready for the news. Oh, you're ready for the news. Golly, I'm there again. Okay. Uh, as we talked about, and you guys probably know, the live event is July 19th. And this is just to give you all some reference for these, uh, these other things. That's a Saturday. July 19th live event. Um, that's whenever the final chapter will be played for the first time. And you have to be there to hear it. Now, the We're Live finale package, if you, you know, if you aren't going to make it, or even if you do make it and you just want to buy this finale package, for $5 on the We're Live store, uh, starting on, I believe it's, it's the 21st of July, so two days after the live event, you can get early access to the final chapter. And like I said, just two days after the live event, that's eight days before it's live streamed to the public. And I don't know the date for when it, the free version will be available for download because uh, since that, the final piece is going to be live streamed on the 29th. Um, what, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, there is no definitive date for when it will be released. I don't really want to speculate on that because uh, Casey will definitely come out with that information. Um, and also, I, I kind of think it's the perfect way to say thanks to We're Live. Is it's just it, it is just five bucks and you can get early access to this chapter. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to do it. And Oh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. So on a similar note, we can. Uh, I'm going to the live show. I'm going in the convoy with the other fans to L.A. And there, we're going to be recording um, some of the talks on the, along the way and hopefully have some video and tons of stuff for you guys. And if you want to help support this, we have a, a few things on the website, on the micred.com, under the We're Live page, uh, where you can come in and donate and kind of provide some support for that. Because you know, I'm going to have to buy uh, tapes and media storage and all sorts of stuff to kind of help out with this, as well as, you know, help funding my trip out there. But uh, so if you can, don't don't break the bank, but, you know, help out where if you, you know, wherever possible. Sure. Yeah, I was thinking about if it's if you can uh, checking in with you every night, just talking for like maybe fifteen twenty minutes. You tell me what you did and stuff like that, and then we can release that as a uh, maybe onto the feed. I don't know all at once with a bunch of different pieces, journal style or one a day. I don't know. That that's incredible. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I'd be all about it doing it. It's just you know, it's a it is it's not terribly expensive, but it's it's going to be a it's going to cost to make that trip out there and anything that can help, you know, cover some of it would be helpful. Oh yeah. And you're going to be providing some kind of value. It sounds like with the different shows and things you're going to be doing, that's going to be cool. So, and it, there's going to be other stuff too and feel free to, to message us on it, but I'm going to try to get some, you know, autographs and pictures and different things like that. I hope to put together some kind of a memorabilia book, at the very end and maybe put it out there for sale or something. Oh, that'd be cool. So do you want to, do you have anything else on that? No, no, that's it. Okay, cool. A uh, witch doctor on the forums. I mentioned this game you had earlier. Uh, it has a game and it's called, well, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called we're alive where you live, but he writes in the forums and I'm just going to read verbatim what he has out there. And I'll link this in the show notes. It says, uh, here's the game. Find a place, object, or person, or character near you or your travels that represents something from We're Alive and post a picture of it in this thread challenging others to do the same. 
Now the rules are, number one, uh, no stock images from the internet, so place a sign saying we're live in front of the image. Number two, uh, put a deadline time limit on the challenge, such as you have 48 hours or you have three days. Uh, number three, rep each person who accepts your challenge before the deadline. That's a forum type thing you can do. Uh, and number four, add a week. After a week has passed since the challenge has expired, anyone else can issue the same challenge so newbies can play too. So right now, just to give you an example, the challenge is to find a, find a tower. And he's got a picture of a tower, a tower looking place near where he, where he lives. And he's holding up like a little notepad sticky note that says we're live. And he's got a picture. He puts like a jive turkey or something. A picture <laughs> he draws on it like this, that for a signature. But so that's the challenge. If you find a tower, you can take this picture and take a picture of one and post it in the forums and have fun on this game. Or you can find something else that represents something from We're Live, take a picture of it, and post it on the thread and issue your own challenge. That sounds incredible. I've been trying to think of places. I almost took a picture of, uh, I think, like a microwave, and I'm like, I'm sure they use a microwave <laughs> there somewhere. And then I almost went outside and took a picture of the generator near our building. Like, oh, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. Okay, now I'm ready for the forum feedback. Now you're ready. Now I'm ready. Go ahead and take the first one. Sure. Undead Sweeper says, at first thought, it was because uh, they all have a common trend. Is it that they're a min- uh, is it that they're a minority? The only thing is, Randy isn't a minority unless red hairs makes you a minority. <laughs> is that correct, Redbeard? <laughs> so, and I, I replied on there. I said I, I would have to uh, put that one out to you since you're the resident ginger. <laughs> Does it make you a minority? Ah, uh, oh man, no. It, I, I don't. I can't. I don't think I can say that in good conscience. <laughs> uh, well, you know, they're found in every race, right? So we're definitely. I would say we're a minority of the Caucasian population. Oh yeah, but that doesn't. I mean, that that doesn't. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, there's no way I can. I can't say anything. Do you ever feel singled out? Oh, as a kid in in elementary school. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Did you ever feel persecuted? I I didn't even know what persecuted was. <laughs> I just knew that I got called redhead and freckle face a lot. So whatever. And you're like, yeah, you're stating the obvious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? Don't you love this red hair? No wonder you're always talking about it. Yeah, you emotionless <laughs> ginger. <laughs> well, I don't know what that means, but awesome. It's because of lack of a soul. <laughs> oh, emotionless. Yeah. I thought you said emotionless. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> Maybe I did. I'm, awesome. a little, I'm a little tired. I've been oh, going nonstop. There. <laughs> My mouth is not working very well. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll make up new words. <laughs> <laughs> Footbutt said, I really enjoyed the style of this episode. Uh, it was a little painful to hear all of the fallen comrades' voices, though. It was. We miss you, Robbins. The next one we already covered, so we can skip to the next. Okay. Merlin says, Branded. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I forget why I put that in there. Uh, Saul's face. Yeah, but there was something specific, and I thought that would be enough to clue me in. But that's what he referred to the markings as, and I thought that was interesting. But I don't remember exactly why I put that in there. <laughs> Go ahead and take the next one. 
Hardcore uh, subject line, humans act, ink reacts. This is interesting. It does give off the whole humans of the real monsters vibe of works like I Am Legend and others. I wonder how it fits in going forward. What can the survivors do that won't exacerbate things even further? I still expect an expedition down into the tunnels. Using Cody still seems to be the plan. Plus, I would expect a chapter called The Lion's Den to include an exploration of said den. But to what end? Is there going to be a final showdown to end Ink once and for all? Perhaps some variation on the trap, the, on the quote, trap disease in the tunnels theory? Or will the survivors actually try to reason with Ink somehow? Three, was it? Oh, one question, two options. Trap disease in the tunnel, or reason with Ink somehow? Huh, I haven't thought about the trap disease in the tunnel one, but that's interesting. I don't think that would work long term since they can end it how it started dig out <laughs> i don't huh. know if that's how it started but yeah that well, seems I mean, to be what people say a lot is that possibility it's I, I don't it seems like the most likely thing since it's gas and we're talking about old school extinction level events and all that but you would think like the quake in 04 <laughs> would have released it too i mean <laughs> what happened this time to release it did that original quake happen in 04 in this universe? There's probably been an earthquake <laughs> Yeah, I'm before. Sure. In California, they, they had talked about earthquakes, so I'm going to uh, guess. Yeah. yeah. So Witch Doctor says, wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Kelly was on to something about Ink's actions being in self-defense. Lizzie was on to something about being attacked when they're in large numbers. Ink uses Trojan horses to infiltrate and destroy who else does this? Now, here's the scratch connection. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, holy crap. You know, there's a limited number of human test subjects left. And I, I kind of put this up in the forum already, but I said, what if scratch is the new type of numbered one? Well, it's funny you say that. I never did get to the feedback I had where I was going to question that same thing. And also, Matt Sawyer on June 10th says... Just an idea, but what if Scratch did go after her convoy pegs, but got snatched by Inkslot, and Saul's going to meet her down in the tunnels, being experimented on by Ink? Awesome. Yeah, that's what I was... I was not thinking of that until we said something earlier about that. That's really interesting. I, I'm I'm pretty... It, w- it could work. I'm not sure Casey will go there, but it would be interesting. And if if... Okay, and this is speculation, but I think a lot of us think that um, Randy has a grudge. Yeah. How much worse would Scratch's grudge be if she was turned? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it it would be pretty bad. You know, and um, it, you know, putting her in that situation doesn't take away the uh, whole. I'm struggling for a word here. The <laughs> conflict between Riley and her. So it, it doesn't disrupt the storyline or kill off, you know, pieces of storylines that we expect to play out. Right. It would make sense because he's been missing. Right. And everything's cleared out, which I thought was kind of strange, but I don't and know. Like, uh, I think Todd or somebody who said that they, that their theory was, um, Scratch was supposed to show up at the cabin and that Tardus was lying and actually trying to eventually get them to the cabin. 
so that Scratch could show up, and then she never did. Yeah, I, That's I was a wondering good about that. Too. But like we, huh. like I think Casey said, we'll never know what he was lying about. We're just gonna have to guess that. <laughs> so it could be right. We're just guessing it. It's left to interpretation. <laughs> so now that we've sufficiently hijacked the the witch doctor theory, <laughs> right? But okay, so there, there he's put together. Well, I think it's him and a few other people, but he he's put together a whole connection that could possibly exist between Scratch and Ink about where they've shown up at the same times or certain events have triggered one another. And we'll we'll put this link in the uh, in the show notes so you guys can kind of read through it on your own. Peter W. Peter W. Yeah, Peter W. says uh, Scratch cut a deal. Oh, okay. So there's a lot there, but. It's a lot to go over right now. I think I think you guys should use a little initiative and go read up on it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that was an incredible episode and an incredible amount of feedback. Yeah. Again, a huge good stuff. Again, a huge thank you to Todd for providing the uh, kind of the questions answered list. And a contributor in the field, Todd Hafaker. <laughs> yes. Reports. Now on the scene, yeah. <laughs> we're going to Todd. <laughs> Back to you, Redbeard. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Action news. <laughs> <laughs> How's the weather looking out there? I think it's going to storm Rain. soon. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it so bad, but I can't. <laughs> what? How's the weather out there, Ollie? It's, it's rain! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or who does? Thank nature, you're scary. Oh. Thank you, family guy. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Well, I, I wish I wish I could feel like we did that episode justice. I don't... I think, think you did a great job. <laughs> 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 Thank you. But no, uh, there's probably a lot more that we could have covered. Right, there is. I, I, I know there's got to be... So just a reminder to you guys, we're going to do at the uh, another fan live fan feedback session at the end of the chapter. So be looking out for details on that. Right. And it won't. Pro- I'm get. I'm wanting this to not be at the same time we normally do it because if we want to get some of the UK family in there. Right. So or well, you also mentioned that we might do two of them. Right. Or two of them. But if you're going to be doing a giveaway, well, people from the UK true. may not be. <laughs> able to make it. So we might do two shows. Yeah, it's po- very possible we do two shows. and I'm sure there's going to be more than enough for us to chew on for two shows. Uh, I'm I'm sure a hundred bucks is not going to keep someone from the UK from going to the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like If you can afford to come out, I mean, unless you just totally miss buying the ticket. And if that's the case, then I'll, by all means, I'll give away a ticket to the UK. Very cool. Alright, so yeah, show your interest then. <laughs> because he's got these tickets uh, our ticket I'm not sure what is it well uh, tickets tickets yeah tickets so it could be one for one who knows as well as we got to come up with a way I mean because I got one VIP ticket that somebody could walk away with I got to come up with a creative little way to do that that could be fun and our Let's see. Have, has our question of the week already been what kind of special zombie is Ink working on? Give yes. us your creative and or funny things. <laughs> Have we done that one? Um, no, we haven't. I think we should. Okay, sure. Yeah, question of the week. What kind of 
funny and or crazy and or realistic ish type zombie is ink working on under there underwear huh okay um <laughs> clown <laughs> again that's been episode 50 uh thanks for listening to the podcast who are you i'm mick and you can hear the nate g's podcasts hopefully next monday yes all right and this is redbeard till next, next time week. in your ear holes <laughs> goodbye now bye Thanks for listening to the We're Alive Fancast. If you would like to send feedback to the show, you can email us at we'realive at mickred.com, and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week. Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at, at WAFancast. Visit our website at mickred.com. Mickred is always spelled... M-I-C-K-R-E-D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're Alive Fancast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Ghost Apocalypse in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production. Psychic vampire. <laughs> That's me. That's what a ginger does, huh? Yes. Huh. <laughs> now listen here, huh? <laughs> We're gonna get out here and do a podcast. <laughs> okay, real quick, uh, go ahead and be quiet for just a second. There's some kind of a noise in the background. It almost sounds like silverware being shuffled. Yeah, that's my air conditioner. Oh, that's good. That's uh, I'm surprised you haven't heard it before. It's came on and off through many shows so far. Wow. Crazy enough as it is, noise cancellation normally gets it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why I've not paid that much attention. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want sound... me to... Is something broken? No, I mean, it's it's like a piece of metal in there maybe that's clanking around. It's done it ever since I've started podcasting, and that's when I was listening for it. So it's probably <laughs> done it since we moved in. Fun. No telling where it is and all those ducks. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like, sounds like you need more duct tape. Oh, I should go up there with a roll of it. It's like, yeah, I used duct tape finally <laughs> for what it was made for. <laughs> it, and it's not even the same stuff they use on ductwork anymore. Oh, it's is the, it? No, the shiny, um, me, you know, the metallic, the aluminum duct tape is what they use on most of it. Oh, why? Um, It's better. It creates a seal. It lasts longer. Huh. Okay. So should we be using that instead of duct tape? For everything? No, but I used to use it on repairing and upgrading guitars. It would uh, act as a shielding on the inside where the wiring is so yeah. to, get, to get rid of ex- external noise. It's the new duct tape. The new duct tape. All right, ready? I am ready. <laughs> and Tanya says, you want to know why this is the only place they're different? Why, they're, why no other... <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> why nowhere else, nowhere else is a bad... Blah, blah. I can't say it. Tanya says, do you want to know why this place is the only place they're different? (laughs) 